Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, what is going on, people? You know, that sounds the Unfiltered Band, another episode of Unfiltered for Deadline Day Aftermath. And thank you, Unfiltered Band. You can get me at Casey Stern, jump in our YouTube channel. Very happy to be joined by my guy, Matt Holiday. And uh, let me let me start here because we'll talk. I, I want to jump in about, you know, Deadline and what it's like to be a part of all that. But uh, on the list of cool things that you have been involved in in your life, somewhere after, like, birth of the children and marriage, like... Is there anything that's in that top tier other than the moment you just experienced where you find out that your boy's the first overall pick? You know, it was uh, it was pretty exciting uh, to describe. And, and in a lot of ways, uh, uh, you know, you think something like that would have a lot of buildup, pretty good knowledge that, that that was going to happen. And so uh, the fact that we found out roughly before it was announced uh, made it all the more sort of exhilarating and exciting that was going to happen and, and quite frankly leading up to the, the last five minutes didn't think it was going to happen just because it was going to happen we'd have heard about it before sort of 20 seconds before the pick was in so exciting and emotional uh and and certainly proud like you talked about of, of uh, put in and, and to see his excitement uh and to see your kids i guess accomplish gold of that first step in reaching his dream of, of playing major league baseball, you know, it, it is really, really exciting. And, and, and to, you know, my wife and I just plan and, and really kind of make sure that you enjoy that moment because it only happens once really trying to do. So uh, it was a, it was a really cool day for us, obviously for Jackson. It's uh, pretty exciting to say the least. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty special to think about just what that means for, like, the accomplishments in his life already, right, and how hard he's worked. I know we had talked about you discussing kind of, you know, the pressures of what to expect and all of that. He's in such a small category, right, of guys who have ever been picked number one overall. Was there, like, a, a redo of that conversation, or does anything need to be said? I feel like I'm asking a coaching con you yeah. know, question, but is there like, is there a team meeting that needs to happen even more so after you realize it was number one overall, just to make sure that he understands that, Hey, look, it's okay to still be a kid somehow in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. We, I actually, um, I called everybody together team meeting. I, I sent a text out to, to obviously nowadays to all the family members that went o'clock, uh, for a little family, you know, but, sort of meeting and discussion and remind everybody that when that, you know, not only the first pick and, and we, we've been a little bit out of the limelight since I quit playing, um, you know, there's not as much, you know, obviously attention on our family and you get picked number one. It's, it's sort of the, um, it, it comes back on to, 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 us. you know, how Twitter is and, and Instagram and comments and, and people. And uh, when you're the, of, um, sort of good on both, you know, you know, sort of heavy on both sides. People think it's um, just a reminder um, to be careful and what you put in your brain and, and what you're looking at and thinking about. And, and really for us all to just kind of keep that circle tight and you know, for Jackson in the hard work and, and what it takes next, like what's the next step. Okay. So hard and, and even maybe even harder at, at what you want to accomplish. So, so there is that our family 
personally that that you know it as you know twitter and, and it's kind of a so um just focus on the things that you can control uh love your people um you know just the kind of just the like a reset of what's important and focus and for him to get better and and enjoy his teammates and enjoy where he's at and it's it's great to get to the major leagues and get there fast but you can't skip steps and you can't miss those relationships uh some of my best favorite moments are from the minor leagues with teammates and, and moments so um just kind of a reset on on what our our priorities are as a yeah and you know it's you think about it you just so much excitement it's such a long journey now right that's just beginning so at least you have to stop and smell the roses as a player that's hard right and look as a person it's hard it doesn't matter what you're doing we always have stress about something else that's happening next right it doesn't matter what it is when you're in the middle of a season and you get traded even though and look you're a part of trade rumors you know it's not a it's not a shock you understand the business what's it like finding out that you're going to a new team like we always talk about what it means for the next team and i want to talk about what that experience is like but when you you first find out that you're now going to a, a new city you don't have a place to live there yet right how is all that how, how much do we as the human normal mortal not baseball or athlete folk not, not understand how much behind the scenes is going on and how much of a support system you need after being traded because of all that yeah yeah i mean i think the first time is the hardest time so the first time you get traded particularly away from an organization um that you only knew one so like you know the, the first organization that's the only organization you've, teammates you've only ever known so i think emotionally that first time you get traded is difficult this big switch that's going to happen that you don't really know much about or how to comfortable where you're at you sort of know your role in the team you most likely established sort of your leader you are or what your your place is and 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 the team dynamic um so that's scary and that the unknown of, of what that even looks like and so um the first trade from the rockies you know that was sort of we'd just gone to the world series two years previous you know, I, I came up in the minor leagues a lot of those guys were my friends since i was you know 18 years old um, but there is this, you know, sort of, uh, you know, you, you have to, in your mind, get on to the now, what do we do, right? Do we, you know, we need to sell our house in Denver. Do we, you know, we, we start to, you start to talk about it. So that time we had only had two kids and, and so you only have sort of them to manage their school. So, so not that big of a deal. And, and then, okay, so what's that look like in, in, in the Oakland and where are you going to live? You know, getting traded the next July uh, to St. Louis and, and go going into your free agent year, this, this, okay, well, the next contract, hopefully you get some stability, hopefully you play well enough that you can get, and you sort of set up shop for a good chunk of time, you know, and I was lucky enough to have that. Some guys get that security of a no trade clause and a long-term contract, but there is a lot that goes into it and that you don't have uh, as many kids or, you know, the logistically is not as, but you know, as they get older, and then you, you know they they're in school, and then you know the kids sort of ends, and uh, it, it can be it can be uh, stressful for the player. It can be and you're worried about your kids, and you're worried about their happiness, and you're 
worried about their, you know, every all the with you because you know you, you play best when you're comfortable, your family's there. Um, so there's there's a lot that goes. I, I, like like I said, it, it's always. I think the first time is difficult. The second time, kind of go into okay, this is what's got to happen. I got to get this. I got to move there. I got to you know. So you have this been through. Uh, so I would say, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. It depends on your age, you know, a lot of things. But in general, it is kind of a stressful sort of three or four day making sure your people are, are, are in the right place and who's taking the car or who's driving that out, who's, you know. So there's there's a lot of things outside of just, oh, I get to go to the next team and what you do, but, you're, you're you know, you're trying to make sure you're, your family is still um, everything taken care of and everybody is, is happy. You and I have talked about this before, and we're chatting about how they, you know, there's not just, we always talk about guys in the last year of a contract and say there's pressure because there is, like Judge betting on himself and all of that. But when you get to the next place and you sign a long term deal, there's, it's not pressure, but an obligation. They, they trusted me, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted me. How much of that do you feel when you get traded? Like with the other team, when you get there in terms of gripping the bat in your first ABs, what you feel, like, is that something that's tangible as a player, even on that plane as you're going over there that you realize, hey, look, these guys gave up a lot, a lot of value and they went out and said, I'm their dude. I mean, is that something you feel as a player? Yeah, I, pressure? I think you want to impress them right away, right? You want to go over there and make that really good first impression to your, your teams that traded for you to the fans the first opportunity you get to play a home game you want to do um you you get this reburst of uh excitement and energy um properly you know i think as, as hitters you know you you want to go out and hit a, hit, a, hit a home run and you, you want to or as pitchers maybe you come in and, and you know you want to throw, throw harder than you've ever thrown and I think you have to get back to you know once you step inside those lines you just got to be the player and for who you are as a player and you don't have to be more than that um and and it, it, you get through it i think in a couple days but yeah like you said you do feel that it's like okay they want me to come in and for my in my case hit behind albert so right. you're like a savior, no, I right? I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to overrate it, Maddie, but you're like a savior, right? You feel like it's something like they, they, they picked out that I'm the guy they need to win. Yeah. And, and like, you know, with Albert that they brought me in to protect Albert and to get him more pitches. But at that point in his career, it didn't matter. You know, Ted, I mean, Ted Waver <laughs> hit behind him. They were, they were probably going to pitch around him, you know, just be, you know, have a good at bat, you know, like keep it simple. Don't try, you don't have to hit a home run every time, get a hit or, you know, get a walk or have a good at bat. And so sometimes you just have to remind yourself that, that uh, be somebody you're not. You just got to keep playing your game, do what's been, you know, they brought you here for a player. Um, just go out there and, and keep, it's the same league. It's, it's the same, you know, just keep X. And sometimes that's hard. It really is because you want to, as human beings, a people pleaser, a people pleaser, I wanted to do well because they, they traded for me. I wanted to do well because you you, you feel that, and, and sometimes you, you just have to manage that or that you put on yourself or that you really want to do well. And 
sometimes that can be challenging. And as ball players, you, you really just have to kind of keep it simple because we get. Is there a tie-in? Is it fair to say, like, when you go back to talking like to Jackson about what he's going to go through, the expectation from forget about the the fans and the media, and it's different even now. Not that you and I are that old, but back when we were kids, you weren't following a, a, you know a, whoever then was the Jackson Holiday stats in a ball. Like you, you just weren't doing it, right? It wasn't what we did, right? Nowadays, everybody knows everything. Will that be something that you remind him? Like, you don't got to hit 800 and have an OPS of, like, 8 billion, and it's okay because you're now going to be at a higher level you've been in. There's going to be that pressure. Is that something that that you need to kind of almost remind him? Because he's going to go out there feeling that pressure too, right? Like, I'm supposed to never get out if I'm number one. Yeah. I I think that that's something that you want to help him. It's one of those things that you have to learn because, you know, in high school you – do have incredible success make outs and you sort of able to uh, come through almost every time. And so um, to set up those um, sort of guardrails or give him as much, much information as, but some of that is also experience driven and how to deal with failure and how to, you know, in your confident that if you just keep working the process that you'll get the results. And um, so that, that I want to, I want him to, to understand but it also goes back to like sometimes you got to put you can't read twitter like you can't read instagram like you just you just have to focus on and keep it working hard like i'm doing the right things the results will come um so like even like you said so and jed fabian who just got drafted with jackson and this and he's down in orioles he got to play you know what they call it now it used to be the gcl um and he got to play in the game, and they already had scouts and a man on second and third in this this GCL game that I didn't even know that you could find out. It's like nowadays, <laughs> like people are tweeting about a GCL game that, that you know since the end of the college season, and he got his first game game action, and and so uh, it knew uh, the 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 emphasis and the eyes on on prospects have been. And they have access to it. It's on TV. It's on, you know, you can find all this. Shit, you couldn't even get it on the radio. Like, you, my parents, you know, they, they, they try to, they couldn't get it. Now they have so much access to, to what these prospects and, are doing that um, he's going to have narrow focused um, because it will be, it will be hard at times. Yeah, I, I want to follow on that quickly because I, I had – so they had a, a showcase at the uh, complex that Perfect Game used to own here at, about an hour from where I am in Rome, Georgia, like about a week ago. And I went out there and I was talking to, to some of the kids. You know, they're 14 years old, and you got some of the top players in the country. But I, I was listening to the parents, right? And I, I don't have a child like that. You are in a, such a good spot because you grew up in a coaching family. You played. You understand the pitfalls in some of the – like, do you – have to sometimes check, I almost say check other parents, like in general from a coaching standpoint, when you deal with even when your kids were younger, just 
to to make sure that their kids don't feel the the pressures because I you know you sit there and just I, as a fly on the wall I was listening to parents talk and like they know their kids stats and it's like you know it's like you know, people in LA like arguing like when I lived there over like what car someone else drives is that something that you you yeah. when you're from a coaching standpoint Matt you're talking to parents about a lot just to make sure that those kids 13 14 15 aren't feeling that I'm sure you did it with your own son but a lot of kids aren't that lucky where they don't have parents with that experience right kind of crazy when you talk about the money and and the travel and the, and the money that these parents put in and how early colleges are are recruiting or offering scholarships it is it is gotten a little bit kind of ugly if you will as far as these they're putting into it so that there there's a lot of pressure on the kid to sort of perform because i'm dollars our vacation money is now all of a sudden going into your travel baseball and the you know ship to, to sort of justify all of the money that we've put into this and it creates this on the kids is like you're 14 I mean it's hard you may get a scholarship offer you get because it justifies all the money that you've spent traveling around the country as a 12 kid I I, I, I think yes case I think you, you we need to remind parents and let them play if, if you know let, it's great to, to enter them into tournaments kind of the, the country and maybe it motivates them to work harder because they see what's out there and how good the talent really is you know a big fish in a small pond and, and mm-hmm. you know you all of a sudden you get exposed to what, what the country motivates kids to really get after it uh, but I, th- I think putting this undue pressure on them of the money that they've spent they need you to to get a scholarship or play a pro or get it's parents that don't really i guess have maybe the perspective or the, the uh, that i've been able to have um they need to know that look you know like if he's good enough he'll get a scholarship they'll find him you don't have to go to every single event every single weekend and sort of the services to give them the videos mm-hmm. and, uh, right so i i, I guess the answer your question I want to sometimes i bite my tongue and and don't say anything but you know people that i know one that um you know, you know it, it'll be okay if little johnny doesn't have an incredible all is lost and and i think sometimes yeah. uh that can happen they're not a stock they're your child i, I got i got yeah. i got one more quickie i want to let on the way out it's rare, even for a player, for their team's own broadcaster. They could be nice, have a conversation, but to really matter to a, a level where there's a relationship, it's kind of weird. Like all of us being in baseball in different ways, like we all feel like we knew Vince Scully. Yeah. I mean, when you hear about a guy like that, even as as somebody who came in on the like, how much is there a reverence as a player that you even could feel that was different for him than anybody else in the game? You hear like I would watch back tape or of my bat, bats or whatever against the Dodgers and out of some balls that I, you know, or home runs that I hit against the Dodgers. But to hear him tell you, like for me, was like, oh my gosh, how, first of all, how did he know that? Like he's telling stories that else knew. And secondly, like the fact that he knows that, like Vince Scully, the Vince and some of the things, nice things that he said about me, like I was like, oh my gosh like you know, and, and so um even just like, 
like seeing the tributes and then watching him like some of the fact that he did it by himself and the way he just carried a broadcast by himself and could talk and position and tell you what's going on in the game but still have you sort of engulfed in these stories individual player on the other team and and all the research and and, and knowledge that he had every team uh, um, I think you have more appreciate appreciation for that as you get older you maybe dabble in media a little bit or in your case you know are, are fully entrenched in media to uh, what what he was able to do for 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 so long about all these different his appreciation you hear these stories about, about him calling journalists and thanking them and he's been scully stories about the human being uh it, it really is sort of a one of one of a uh that was kind of way up here in his his, his uh his everything and so i i was sad last, last night i appreciate that he got, got not lived um but it always is sad i guess when you hear that he passed away and and you know, heard from him or at least i, I haven't in a while uh it does kind of uh, make, make you sad. So, just reminds you of what an awesome, you know, life and, and story, and and just back to like when he he started, how long ago that was, to all the way until recently, as 2016. In my mind. You know, it's crazy. And I'll say this in run. I, I in the world of Twitter, as you were bringing up, it's social media is so terrible. It's like a cesspool. Think, think about how many things that everyone agrees on and is positive about. Like there, there aren't many things in life. You go to the last few hours, there's not even the snarkiest, angry, no one, no part of the country, no race, no religion, there's no, no one. That's like how you know you live the life of a gentleman, right? No like doubt. It, I mean, a really, really small category. Of course, I put Matt Holiday in there. Uh, Matt, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate it. I'm glad we could finally work this out. I mean, we were, I was yeah. Starcross trying to get this. And good to see you with Wi-Fi. Good for you. I know. And like, I could, we could talk in real time. Like, it wasn't like... <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. Enjoy the day. Thank you. All right. See you, right, There he is. Matt Holiday joining us here on Unfiltered as we continue our podcast. You can get me at Casey Stern, or uh, maybe I'll have a cooking show because I got you on this episode in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to all the videos. My kids are screaming to go to the pools, so therefore, let's go swimming. You're not invited. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.